Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Behind me on the DJ table is one of the most prolific. Producers that hip hop has ever presented, the mighty man Lil. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for hip hop history. Thank God that was clumsy. He's back there getting stomped. Wrestling Soup is intended for a mature audience. What? We like to use naughty words. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, well, anyway, here's a song about me not doing rapes I didn't do. <laughs> Wrestling Soup. Wrestling Soup. How you doing? Get it. <laughs> Wrestling Soup. Wrestling Soup. How you doing? Oh, Jesus Christ, they kicked me off Twitter again. <laughs> Wrestling Soup. How you doing? Why is it you guys laughing? Wrestling soup, motherfuckers. Wrestling soup. I am Anthony Missionary Thomas, joined about by the Joseph E. Numbers. Hey. What's going on, my brother? Oh, boy. Cinco de Mayo. Sure the fuck is. Yeah, we. I mean, it didn't get more Cinco de Mayo than the start to the show. Yeah, at least we got past May the 4th be with you. Oh, <laughs> man. God, what what brand has been more damaged throughout this whole entire, like, last decade? Has it been oh. Star Wars or WWE? Or I Marvel. I don't know, man. It's Marvel. a fucking, it's a toss up. DC, too. DC's yeah. gotten the shit kicked out of him a few times. I yeah, don't know, man. Have, but there's some fun DC stuff. You know what I mean? Well, like sure. DC's, and there's fun you know, WWE stuff. It's just, you know. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's just, there's fun WWE stuff. But I got to say, I, I mean, just the Peacemaker show alone was a better utilization of John Cena than I've seen in the past. Yeah, after. whoever thought he was going to fucking be the breakout movie star out of wrestling. I mean, I'm sorry. I thought he was going to be condemned to doing the Marine for the rest of his life. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, at some point, too, it's one of the things that you and I have said on the show for quite some time. John Cena at this point, because he's been around for so long yeah. and is so just he's just omnipotent in people's lives without them realizing it. He's very, uh, you know, remember the old Cena Christ? Yeah, of old, course. You know, how could I forget? Cena? I was like yeah, 2004, well, 2005. 
when well, that all started. Yeah. yeah. It was well, pretty much, point, it was when they made the decision that Brock Lesnar wasn't going to be Christ anymore. No, uh, no. Well, there was also Brock Lesnar. I mean, really in hindsight, he was never going to be, he was never going to be the nice guy. Yeah. That he was, was never going to be that nice guy. You know, that was when he met Sable, right? Like I, I keep trying to go back. So Sable and Brock hooked up when Vince McMahon and Sable took on Shane McMahon and somebody else. Oh, that was like the big match. That you see, I I just think of how funny that is in general as a story where it's just like awful. We we both bonded over the fact that we were given the world by these people, (laughs) and they decided we were too good for them. (laughs) Now it's like ebony and ivory over here. But yeah, that's uh, well. We also have to think. Imagine if it was the year 2022. Yeah. Are you going to hear Brock Lesnar doing Chrysler ads? You know, like you put on the TV and it's, you know, whatever, this basketball game on and then, you know, the new Ford F-150 and you hear yeah. John Cena's voice. Could you imagine if that was oh. Brock instead? I mean, if John Cena was smart, he'd hook up with Elon Musk and do all those oh. Tesla commercials. You know, he could start off know. commercials like, speaking of things not on gas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because they're clean just like me never <laughs> yeah you know these cars they've never wink wink they would never do anything bad to the environment the environment of course being themselves well wink, wink. like make the best of it he's right. really you know for the amount of dudes especially, you know, back in the day during the Jersey Shore era of life. Right. For the amount of guys that were filling themselves with drugs that were going to kill them 10, 15 years earlier. Are you trying to tell me that Ronnie wasn't clean, Joseph? Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, he's he's clean. (laughs) Didn't he admit to just doing steroids on the show, which is is cool. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he should. These people... At some point, it's like having giant fake hooters. Mm. Like, what What are you going to, like these dudes that go on Instagram? Well, it's they, natural. I mean, it's natural elk. They just, yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to be 45 years old and just vascular. Yes. That's normal. Sure. You're supposed to look like that. You're supposed to be like 25 and just like ginormous. That's That's absolutely fucking normal. For you to walk around with just like traps on traps on traps. Do you, do you think the guy that fucking uh, that tackled uh, Dave Chappelle last night? Do you think he was jacked? Oh, see, I didn't even see. All right, so people were posting about that happening, and for whatever reason, you ever see a news article and you're like, "This seems like something I should care about." I I couldn't muster a fuck. Oh, it wasn't really a huge deal, a but. It was totally a Bret Hart moment. It was literally yeah. a Bret Hart Hall of Fame moment. Yeah, hold on. I'll get the clip. Okay, so what was it? It was uh, What I saw of it was some dude, by the way, they immediately showed his like mangled face on all the news afterwards because people just jumped up and beat the shit out of him. Oh, yeah. But was it, they were like, this guy's a rapper or something along those lines, which, by the way, it can't technically, because of the internet, just about anybody be a rapper. So. Yeah. Here we go. So this is this is the intro to it. He was at the uh, I think it was like the hip hop awards or something like that. And uh, yeah, there was a dude that rushed him out of nowhere. Um, I can put the link up in the, the chat for everybody. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. 
Let's see it. What happened to Dave? If you scroll down the original videos there. Oh, there it is. All right. I'll go ahead and play this for everybody. Behind me on the DJ table is one of the most prolific producers that hip hop has ever presented, the mighty man Lil. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for hip hop history. Boom! <laughs> and it's kind of funny because the dude tackles Dave. Like, Dave was not even aware. Like, he took that shit hard. They both fell to the ground. And then you saw a litany of people running out and sliding all over the place because, of course, the stage has been like waxed a thousand times. And it doesn't matter what kind of traction your basketball sneakers have, you're not fucking keeping it on that stage. So it's like. This first guy kind of gets away, and then all these other people start sliding all over the place because they're trying to stop in their tracks and grab them. Oh, it starts turning into a Keystone Cops bit until they get to the back. (laughs) I am going to kill that. And now it's like you see a little shot off on the right, and there's like a huddle of at least like 10 people all just straight up goose kicking the shit out of this motherfucker. (laughs) They are just absolutely (laughs) stopping him. Well, what other way does this end? Oh, well, no. Well, Dave Chappelle turns it into a positive because that's what he does. Oh, I know. I mean, for the guy that's doing this. Oh, yeah. That was dumb, dumb. It's like tackling Brett. What the fuck did you think was going to happen? What yeah. did you think was going to happen if you tackle one of the most prolific wrestlers of all time, surrounded by the people that adore him? You <laughs> fucking moron. <laughs> which, which, by the way, for some people, I, I mean, I can speak about this, uh, you know, from my experiences. Like in the world of wrestling, I know so many guys that if somebody was to slide in the ring, it would be the greatest thing to happen to them yeah. that year. Because oh, yeah. it would just give them the excuse to kick the ever-living shit out of somebody. Well, <laughs> they would actually be glad. Like, they'd be like, oh, whew, this will be fun. Yeah. You know, that's, and I'm sure that was pretty much the same reaction here. It's like, oh, somebody ran on stage to fuck with Dave? All 10 of us, let's stomp on this and that's, guy. Oh, that's exactly what happened. Uh, Jack is asking, he's like, well, where was security at? Well, they caught up real quick because this dude, I mean, I think, uh, who was Austin threw up the picture of what he looks like now. He's all fucking mangled up and shit. Nose split. <laughs> yeah. Eyes eyes just beaten fucking shut. They kicked the, the living shit out of him. They yeah, sat sh- there for at least a good five minutes, all taking out their frustration and <laughs> anger and penis size. They're just beating yeah. it all into this dude's face. Yeah. You know? Well, that's, that's also it, too. With the way that the world is right now and the amount of stress that people are under... And just the past couple of years of just whatever is boiling up inside oh, yeah. of them. Don't give people a, don't give them an excuse. Don't give them a reason. <laughs> they will beat you. They will fucking beat the shit out of you. They will kill you. But it just, I'm sure that this is a, there's a stat for this and I'm not going to Google it. I'm just going to base it off of my own just assumptions, but I guarantee you like road rage instances. I'm sure they're oh, through yeah. the roof. You know what yeah, I but mean? This is like, premeditated. This is see road rage at least makes sense because it's everything popping off at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
But for somebody to do, unless you're talking about security, maybe I'm getting your, your point confused. Oh, no, I'm just saying people in general are on edge. Oh, yeah, so but this like, guy premeditated this shit. Yes, so this isn't right. this isn't like he was just Dave Chappelle was about to announce who this famous, prolific <laughs> hip hop person was. He's like, no, yeah. Dave, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, they also and this is, you know, on a more serious note, they have to take this. You know, they have to look at this and go, what is this guy going to do? What can this guy have on him? Because of everything that's gone on with this guy in the past year. Yeah. What if there really is somebody in the crowd that thinks that Dave Chappelle is some fucking guy that's like, well, let know, me hates the- everyone and is a, you know, is a this and a that and a fill in the blank. And, you know, they're like, well, fuck that guy. I'm going to go, you know, stab him or whatever. How the fuck do you not know that's the case? Well, let me play the rest of the clip and I'll read off what they were saying. Okay. Wait, I got to see this. Well, he's going to the back now. Dave's, <laughs> Dave's taking a look at the handiwork of the security. Because, I mean, you want to be curious as to who the fuck just tried to assault you. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you want to at least know who this is. Right. So they're in back. I think Dave took a shot. Who knows? Maybe he just looked at it. I don't fucking know. It gets real <laughs> shadowy back there. Up Dave's back out front. Thank God. Oh, here we go. That was clumsy. He's back there getting stomped. (laughs) Uh, uh, Now this guy will end up suing them and winning money. Where did it come from? (laughs) Thank you, son. It was a, it was a trans man. <laughs> uh, I mean, let's be honest. He's had some problem with the trans community in the, the past. Few well, years, that's, so. that's what I'm saying is it's like, it's not like this guy doesn't have fucking heat with a lot of people yeah. at this point over the past year. You know what? If this was a uh, Seinfeld getting on stage, somebody runs up and tackles him. you know? Like, oh, <laughs> trust me. There's people around Seinfeld that would have done even worse. Oh, pro- pro- yeah. Oh, <laughs> they would have taken him out like no cameras, sir. <laughs> Imagine some guy running up on stage tackling Jerry Seinfeld, and then some dude you just you just see him tied to the back, yeah. like, tied there, just getting fucking walloped with oh, a phone yeah. book, and then you just shoot back to Jerry, and he's like, "What's the deal with peanuts?" Yeah. They just put the dude on a flight, and what's the deal with airplanes, and just chuck him out the fucking door. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the deal with the bottom of the ocean? <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> well, that's you. You think of that, like how funny that is in that sense. Like, okay, there's plenty of comedians out there, like like the whole Chris Rock thing. Obviously, that happened a couple of months ago. Yeah, it would be supremely fucking weird to see somebody run on stage in 2022 and tackle like a fucking. Chris Rock or Jerry Seinfeld. I don't know, man. I think that wrestling culture is kind of taken over. Like this has been happening in wrestling for years. And, and even in basketball, we've seen it. I've seen it in basketball. I've seen it in baseball where the fans pop over, but it just feels like people are getting a little bit more wild now than before. Yeah, They they think like, like you and I both said at the start of this, what do you think is, how's this going to (laughs) end? You know, is this going to end positively? No, no. You know how this is going to end. 
Somebody's yeah. going to get fucking killed right live on TV. That's oh, what's it's gonna it's going to get real ugly. Eventually, and I don't even but... think it's going to be the person that's the target. I think the the assailant is going to be the one that gets killed live on TV. You know what I oh, mean? Because yeah. it's going to yeah. be a lot of angry people that have a, <laughs> that have a free shot, a legal free shot. <laughs> To kick the living shit out of you. And even if you do it in front of an audience of 60,000, nobody saw a fucking thing. Oh, yeah. Someone's going to try to run up on uh, Ryan Seacrest and uh, it's going to end in casket time. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? He's going to fucking his security is just going to take him right out. It reminds me of one of those Mr. Ballin stories. I, I know we've talked about that before, but there was a story that he was retelling about this real asshole in this small town. And this asshole would go around beating the shit out of people and fucking, you know, raping women. And he'd always get away with it because he was always showing off his gun and just being that kind of a prick. And this tiny town eventually said, you know what? Fuck this guy. Everybody got together and fucking executed this guy in the middle of the city, in the middle of the fucking town. And when the cops came, nobody saw a fucking thing. Like, oh, I remember, yeah, this like is a hundred fucking right? people. Yeah. yeah, it's all hearsay. <laughs> yeah, here's hearsay objection. Jesus. <laughs> We don't know what happened, which, which, by the way, you have to think this goes on still regularly in life anyways, Uh, where if somebody's a big enough fucking asshole, people are just they'll watch something happen to somebody like that and go, "Mm, oh, well, right. I I really don't care. And still like, okay, all of the instances with celebrities or whatever. And like you said, sometimes it's happened in basketball, like malice of the palace and stuff like that. I just think even from the world of like athletes and even pro wrestlers, which now I can almost see why people think they can be froggy. I can almost see why you might think in your head, hey, you know what? I bet I could fuck up uh, Dominic Mysterio. (laughs) You know what? I bet I could kick the shit out of the Young Bucks. Maybe somebody in their head would think that. But think of the idea of going, I'm going to run onto the basketball court and go like push Giannis. Oh, like what yeah, the yeah. I, what the fuck do you think's gonna happen to you? Like I'm I'm gonna go out on the floor at a basketball game and screw with like but LeBron that, James. You know what? Yeah. That falls more into road rage though. So think of it like this: the, the the basketball player in question just scores the final point or scores like the game winning point, and they oh, just lost yeah. a shit ton of money and they just snap. Like that's almost <laughs> a road rage moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. But to go to the fucking Oscars. To go to the hip hop awards and plan it out? No, there's there's no excuse for that. Oh no. I well that's it. I don't think that anybody and that's why, like I said, I think that people in the back they're gonna show the pictures of them stomped out. Oh, and yeah. We're gonna hear about this again and all that shit. But the overreaction is gonna become or is gonna come because we don't know what anybody's gonna do now. Well, here's there's one of the statements no- from one of the guys that was attending there. Uh, he said, and boy. That's when security started working. There was about 50 people, including Dave, Jamie Foxx. You just saw everyone bum rush this dude in the corner right in the back. And it took about three to five minutes to finally get the guy out of there. It was a lot of elbows, a lot of stomping, and a lot of people who were upset at the moment. No shit. <laughs> Jamie Foxx. <laughs> Jamie Foxx going out there. That's what wonderful. is Jamie Foxx? Way funnier to imagine. Just Keep get him, Ray. <laughs> Keep kicking him, Ray. Ooh, I hope ooh, he was wearing ooh. shades. 
<laughs> you said you want some Marvin Gaye, some Luther Vandross, just him beating the shit out of someone mercilessly. Oh, well, he, he might have been channeling his Any Given Sunday character, too. too. Oh, that's true. That's true. Willie well, Demon, he's steaming. <laughs> <laughs> You're given you're given humans a reason to act fucked up. And when you do and when that happens, it's it's very likely to end in a very, very bad, bad way. Actually, you know what? I don't want to put this into the ether, but it, it has been a while since somebody's tried to do the shit with the wrestler. The run in shit. When's the last one? Uh Seth? No. When Seth got speared, is that the last one? Or no, am I forgetting no. one? The the one in uh, AEW, the one I was trying to go after Cody. Oh, the wacko, yeah, yeah, the wacko yeah. guy that then was just like, what was he? He was like, I love Jim Cornette. That's why I no. did it. Well, yeah, but he thought he was part of an angle. We we did that. Me and I think me and Kev actually played that audio back in the day. Oh, but okay. it was like he had this whole audio where he thought he was in a storyline with Cody and Brandy and shit. And it was just really, really fucking yeah. weird, you know? Well, dude, that's that's very... You know, that's very in line with the shit that we've talked about as far as people creating these relationships yeah. with fucking, you know, whatever it might be, content creators. Oh, was that or, before Seth? Cloudy's calling me out on that, saying that that was long before Seth? No. You're listening to Red Wrestling Soup. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power. Loyalty and luck I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you wanna get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday I will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Subscribe to the Wrestling Soup Patreon to listen to episodes of The Shitbox at patreon.com forward slash wrestling soup. Wrestling soup, motherfuckers. Hi, right, y'all. This is Scotty, and I got something to say, motherfucker. I ain't got no motherfucking questions. Nah, nah, nah. I got, I, I'm just an observer. How the fuck AEW hide all these fake ass, lame ass NXT fucking losers, man? You know what? That's why fucking AEW is not NXT Dynamite. NXT 3.0. Now, fuck all that. The South got something to say. And I gotta say this, man. Fuck AEW. Fuck Tony Khan, man. Fuck Biggie. Fuck Bad Boy. 
If you down with AEW, then fuck you too. Gino XL, fuck you too. All you motherfuckers, fuck you, die slow, motherfucker. Nah, nah, just like, still don't. Fuck you, AEW. Kiss my ass, lick my ass, and I'm gonna bean you because I'm the bean daddy of bean town, bitch. Wrestling suit, motherfuckers. Pussy ass. It's like when me and you have talked about in the past before where there's, you know, the the chick creators who sit there and, you know, guy sends them a thousand dollars and they're like, hi, Bill. And Bill's like, she's my close personal friend. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's <laughs> that's where the cuckoo comes into this, where it's scary mm. because that guy believing that he's involved in a storyline for no fucking reason or some guy running out and like tackling Seth Rollins. And I don't even remember like the nuances of that but mm-hmm. what if he somewhere in his mind thought he was like becky's actually my wife and seth stole her like this is the type of cuckoo craziness that is going to become more and more normal Oof. not normal but you know what i mean yeah, it's going to become yeah. it's going to almost sadly become more expected as people are being less and less fucking helped and uh, it's being more and more i don't know not tended to i guess that's the best right. way to say it yeah that's a good way you to know? say it well, I mean, but speaking that's... of uh, crazy people that, uh, oh. you know, hit up women for money and think that they're their best friends. Uh, have you seen some of the new Nia Jax photos that have come out? Oh, oh, oh shit. Discord said, no, that's too racy. Her no. Photos are too racy. Uh, shit. Let me put them up in the NSFW. So for the people, oh. for the people that know our NSFW channel, that can see it. Let me go ahead and pop these, uh. Now, is are they actually racy or is this just, you know, like oh, she's, she's getting there. She's uh, starting to. Oh boy. You know what's do you know what really uh, this whole <laughs> she's starting It's to funny that you, that you mentioned her because I remember seeing the YouTube I was checking on the uh on the YouTube clips and I saw people commenting on the uh, our discussion of ah, Naya and her doing her. And yes. one of the funny things was just people being like she's you know, she's actually not that bad looking. You guys fucking, you look in the mirror or whatever. I'm like, no, no, no. Nobody gives Nia Jax a hard time because she's heavy. No. They give her a hard time because she's an asshole. Right. Like, that's that's where this comes from. It's because she's a, a, a fucking dickhead. Like, it is. <laughs> I could give two shit, dude. Right. I could give two shits. Like, dude, I mean, if you want to talk about thick girls that look good, look at Nikita Lyons. Yeah. Oh, thick absolutely. girls that look good. There's nothing wrong with a thick girl. Even though there's been a lot of uh, hatred towards her lately, too. Well, yeah. you know. Well. Uh, you see, I don't know the reasoning why behind that, but I'm going to assume it falls under the umbrella of like, they push her too much. No. I don't like that she's getting a push. No. Like, what, what's, no. what's the actual reason then? Uh, the supposed one, I should they, say. They feel that she's a poser of a black person. Oh. It's it's one of those, and it's like I don't even know how to respond to that shit. Well, you, know? you see, the weirdest the weirdest thing about that. Matter of is- fact, it was Gareth that actually posted up some of the fucking responses to her. But yeah, there's a few dudes that are. Well, uh, yeah. What's what's the uh, what's the grounds of accusation of this? Because she has a a big big ass and big boobs. I, I think that- it's because she doesn't embrace it more. She doesn't embrace the culture more. They called her, what was it? A culture vulture. That's what they call her. 
does she, what does she do? But but this is what's confusing to me. <laughs> it's like, all confusing to me, man. I don't. Am I not paying it. enough attention to NXT? Like, what does she? Does she come out and cut promos that are supposed to be? No. Like, I'm trying to be, you know, John Cena back in the day when Cena would come out and do his yo-yo act. Like, what is she doing that is? Not at all. She's kind of just being a character, dude. Like it's, it's not like she's coming out there representing for anyone. She's just coming out there as a character. She's still in the infancy stages of her development. You know what I mean? Yeah. She had some time and wow. We know that we used to watch her there and she was fucking great as the lioness, faith, the lioness and stuff. But as far as WWE and NXT, though, the infancy stages of her fucking life here. Okay. Now, now see, I'm dying to know who's saying this about her because in my mind, I'm Oh, just randos dude. Like, Oh, it, well, I know, but I mean, like I want a little bit more specifics as to the, the makeup of the people that are saying this because in my mind, I'm going, so because you think somebody is attractive to like it, where you look at it and be like, oh, I bet this chick's really attractive to X, Y, Z, this group or whatever. It's like, how is that well, her fault? If, <laughs> how is that her deal? If you, know, you I, really want me to break it down, I don't think any of the accusations are legit. I think it's oh, just okay. angry AEW people that don't oh, like okay. the fact that somebody in WWE is seen as attractive and happens. You know, like, I, I don't know how else to say it. I don't think they're genuine. I don't think they're trolling. Because trolling is just doing it to fucking, you know, to start right. shit. I don't think they're trolling. I think that they literally feel this way. I just think it's a bullshit way of thinking. Yeah, it's it would be the equivalent of if WWE guys or WWE uh, super fans, if such right. a thing even really exists. Me and you have discussed this many times. Yeah. But that would be like them turning on the TV and seeing like a, like a Serena Deeb. Oh, yeah, and being yeah. like, Serena Deeb is actually like really she's hideous or something like like what? No, like why? You're just making this shit up because you need some reason to slander somebody that's on a different TV show that you don't like. Well, which I, is I still wanted goofy. to bring up Naya for a different reason instead of going towards. towards oh, I forgot. <laughs> I almost lost track of all. That's Naya. all right. I, I understand how we can skip topics. That's how we do this shit here at uh, Wrestling yes, Soup. Yes. Welcome to WrestlingSoup.com. Uh, yeah, yeah. So on her brand army page, she's kind of developed too. She's taken a new, a new venture. So all the people that have paid her, I think she has a total of. Let me sit there and, and get her for her full number here. She oh. has uh, 1.4 thousand subscribers Whew. at $10 a pop. But oh. <laughs> she offers a, uh, a specialty deal now that if you want to see saucier pictures, if oh. you want to see private pictures of Lena Fanini, <laughs> you can unlock them for $15 each. Each? Each. Wow. Mm. Okay, she's got a business model there. Huh? So potentially some of these people are paying $40 a month <laughs> right now. Well, you know what? It's good, good for her, I guess. And uh, for the people that are, that's their thing, man. If that's the type of person that they're uh, attracted to. And by that, I mean someone who just seems like an asshole. Well, she's but probably this- making about $20,000 a month off this. I know. Because 1.4. So the thing with Brand Army is that they don't take anything from her. Everything mm. that she makes is hers. So she's got 1.4 thousand subs at $10 a pop, right? 
That's that's fourteen thousand dollars right there. And then you tack on whatever additional people are putting in there for fifteen dollars. Jesus Christ. That's what I'm saying. Fifteen to twenty thousand dollars is what this girl's making. Easy. Easy. Well, I guess you could say, you know, for what it's worth, I'd say she's she's picking the right platform for oh, her yeah. then. Well, it's the right I mean, just they're not taking things. a penny of her money. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how that works. I think that uh I think in order to be a part of this brand army thing, you have to be a name. Oh, you it's an to, invite only type deal I, I or whatever. I think so. Cuz I haven't seen too many random people. Like everybody has a story that's on there, so mm. might be one of those. Yeah. Well, still, and and I, this, it's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I don't give a shit what you find attractive, who you find attractive, why you find attractive. But if somebody just – she just sucks. Like, she just sucks. Oh, and not, oh, oh, not even sorry. as a wrestler. She just sucks. I just forgot the, the best part. I forgot the mm. best part where this probably puts her in the $20,000 range. If you want to send her a, a private message, a DM, it's $5 per text. hey you know what that's that unto itself man none of these are bad uh what's the word i'm looking for here griffs none of these are bad griffs oh it's smart as fucking hell it's just the it's just the person performing the griffs we don't care for right no but it is is. it's smart as hell but it's totally exploitive like, yeah, Jesus Christ, yeah. even it's just some girl fan saying, I love you, Naya, you are my favorite. $5, please. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty. That will be $5. Right, right. <laughs> and I don't All even know if there's a compliments will cost you $5. I'm, I'm hoping there's a character limit, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's, and she's not. And by the way, uh, listen, I, I don't know. I'm sure. Naya or Lena or whatever the fuck. I'm sure she would say, I sit down and read every one of them. She's not reading them. I would, I would believe she would for that kind of money. I'd fucking sit down and read them. Are you kidding? Is she responding to them or just reading them? Supposedly. No, no, no. Just has to read them. She doesn't have to respond. (laughs) That's even funnier. (laughs) Do you know what? Dude, that's even funnier to me because that's just completely that that leaves you the complete opportunity. It's like a prayer at that point. Yeah. Like it's like praying. And, oh, I'm praying for you. Oh, you are. Well, it's probably like like a Patreon or or some other messaging system where you can filter out like messages and you can filter out who you respond to. So oh. she could have like a like let's say a word filter, and if it says I love you or you're awesome or something like that, she can put those quotes in and filter out all the messages that have that. And she can respond with, I love you too. And then mail it out to like a hundred people at a fucking pop. Oh, it's like, yeah, yeah, man. Jesus, man. And you know what? And then we wonder why, you know, people will do anything to get famous now. Mm. Like no wonder people will do anything they can to just get a fucking, just to get a whiff. Just right. to get a little taste, you know what I mean? It's like, because even though it's cheapened to the point now where, I mean, my God, you and I have talked about this before. We both know multiple people have been on reality shows and oh, shit yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, It's just, it's not the same. It's not what it was. But if you can even get to the point where you get a, a couple years on TV doing something like this, mm-hmm. like being on WWE TV or anything, you can just make fucking money for existing. Yeah. 
going forward from people like that's I, I guess I what are you going to say? You can't blame these people. You, you can't know, blame them. On a different note, definitely wanted to hit you up about this because this was definitely important to the show. Mm. NXT bus flips happened last oh, week. Oh, wow. That feels like it was a long time it ago. It kind of was. It was the last time uh-huh. we did a show, which was like, Jesus Christ, it was last what week. What did that happen? on? Did that happen right after the show or the next morning? Yeah, so was it was that? Friday. It happened all on Thursday night, Friday is when it all started. Oh, they're getting, you know what? It's been really shitty of them to do that to us. They used to be nice and do it either on Thursdays. Or Wednesdays. Or, yeah. or Wednesdays. I mean, yeah. come on, guys. Jesus. I mean, really. It's like if they're going to give us Saturdays, they got to take away bus flips, huh? Is that the yeah. Thing? yeah. But uh, obviously, WWE released several stars, Mm. uh, including Dakota Kai, Harland, Dexter Mm. Loomis, Malcolm Bivens, Persia Parada, Draco Anthony, and referee Blair Baldwin, who, uh, as as we brought up uh, with Kevin, her real name is Chloe Christmas. Chloe Christmas. Chloe Christmas. Damn, she was born with a fucking gimmick name. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's one of those people where they they're just born with the wrestler name, and they're like, "No, let's name you fucking you know Blair Mickey, Mickey Face Kick again or something." You know, some stupid Blair name. Baldwin, daughter of great granddaughter of Alec Baldwin, and whatever. <laughs> Jesus. Ah, uh, so here we go. So here's somebody just our tro. Oh, tro through say, the whole thing in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put up a little condensed name. Sure. Well, you see, I recognize the vast majority of these names, which is rare at this point because. They can fire people from NXT now, and it's just, you know, some dude or some chick that's been sitting there since 2015 collecting. (laughs) But these are some people that are sprinkled in there where I'm looking and I'm going, you know, there was some uh, there was some juice in that. There was some juice to that guy or that girl. They could have squeezed a little bit of something, something out of them. They didn't have to just throw them right to the fucking wolves. They didn't have to do that. No, but they did. And that's why I was kind of curious about what what your thoughts were with some of the bigger ones. I, I talked a little bit about it. I was really surprised more than Harland because oh, I even had the shit. response to Jason, you know, Solomonster on Twitter and everything else like that. I think Harland's just going to get some seasoning and eventually come back. You yeah. know, I understand. Oh, that. I thought you were going to say Mila Milani. I thought that was, the, <laughs> but I was I, really I'm surprised. traumatized by the loss of son, Sanjana George, but Dexter Loomis was my big surprise. Yeah, and the only sucks. reason I, I really say that, too, and I don't think the weight is there for a lot of people, this guy got himself over without using promos. Without doing anything. Without having a voice. This guy yeah. got himself <laughs> over without talking. Like, that's yeah. a talent on a level that other people can't even achieve. And it's like, you have a guy doing this in the fucking undercard, getting himself over with saying nothing, and you get rid of him. And he's an older dude. I think he's like, what, 38, 39? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, this know. is the end. Of, this was like the one. Well, I don't want to say that it's like his last real shot or whatever, but I don't know, man. Like that, that one specifically is very weird. I agree with you with Harland. I think that one or two things happened. Either they looked and they said, you're not progressing at the speed that we would like you to. Or maybe, and the, you know what? The kid's an athlete. He clearly loves wrestling. He yeah. wanted to be a wrestler before this even happened. Maybe he's just not getting it. It happens. You know what I mean? It, it's, it, it happens all of the time. Just because somebody is very athletic, just because somebody likes wrestling doesn't mean it's going to come to them naturally or come to them easily or at all. Right. And uh, Bivens is kind of 
somewhat of a more local indie guy, I guess, for the New England area because I've seen this guy around and he's very, very good. Yeah. But uh, the rule, the what's what's the word on the street that the guy wants to go be a wrestler? Why? Yeah. Why? Why? I have no fucking idea. I don't think I'll ever understand this mentality. Uh, I've seen the guy wrestle. It's um, it is what it is. Wow. I mean. Better or it, worse than average? Uh, it's below average. Wow. I mean, but let, let's put it this way, man. It's not enough for you to throw away potentially what could be a six-figure job to stand and talk. Yeah, that's what I was like, saying. I'm like, dude, with managers yeah. becoming kind of hot right now because of MVP and stuff, having a younger guy as a manager up on the main roster just seemed like a, a win-win. Yeah, this is it's so few and far between, uh, obviously, other than the fact that WWE uh, uses managers and utilizes them or uses them well or wrestling in general anymore. It is kind of a lost art. But if you can get hired to do it and by the way, looks like a manager, carries like a manager, sounds like a manager, like if you have all of that going for you, but what you really want to do is go out and have like kind of shindy below average wrestling matches. Well, Roderick Strong is trying Why? to fucking bolt with him now too. Roderick Strong put his name out and they had to, he wants to get released by WWE. Don't know if well, it's Well, yeah, he happen. wants to go to fucking get the free money mark money. Well, I think he wants Obviously. to go with Bivens is the way that he made it sound. Nah, he wants to go to the fucking... I'm sure he does, on. but I mean, Come who on. knows? I, I don't know because some of the reasons that these people want to leave are just silly to begin with, you know? Yeah. It's no, my really art, Joseph. It's my art. Well, what's, what makes that even funnier is, is, is specifically in uh, the case of Bivens there. And uh, like I said, I've seen the guy. He is very talented as a manager. I don't know him from a hole in the wall. I don't want to assume anything about him as a person because, like I said, I know people that know him. But I just see that and I go, he's not a, it's, he's obviously not that young of a guy. This isn't someone that's like 22. It's right. not somebody that's like Austin Theory's age even. Like this is a guy who's probably closer to 30, if not in his 30s. Take the money and run for fuck's mm. sake, dude. I know, right? Take it. Like take it. There's only so many bumps you can take before it's just like that's the end of it. But not only you that, have- but there's nowhere else you can go to get higher. That's no. the weirdest thing about people asking for their releases and stuff like that or, or people wanting to change their career when they're already at the top. It's like there's nowhere you can go to get higher. Now, if you want to go to the independents and get better in the ring, that's something different. Like that's that's development. But if if you think you're going to have a better career, I don't believe that. It's like quitting. It's like quitting a job to get better at a hobby. And right. it's like, I don't, I don't get that. Like, and it's not, it's never going to warrant you or it's never going to make you more money than you're making right now. Right. So you can't make sense of that, but you know, it's, it's the old, you know, whatever this thing is now, uh, you know, I got to live my dream and know my worth and follow my, whatever the follow your nose, like fucking Toucan Sam or whatever. I, I don't know what it is, but either way, it's not a great move. Another uh, uh, another piece of news that we missed last yeah. week because oh, I, dude, I wanted to make sure I talked about um, oh. what's his name there, uh, Draco? fucking Draco, Dexter. Dexter, Dexter, Drake. I see. I don't even know the fuck Drago is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Which dude's that? Which dude's He's the one Draco that he Anthony? had? Uh, he was actually in the middle of a feud with uh, 
was it Gacy? He was involved with all that shit too. So, oh, see, I don't know. I don't even remember him. But like, all right, so like Dexter, I think you nailed it when you said, you know, this guy was able to get himself over doing nothing. And this is just another, just a glaring example of when you put on the TV and you see your, even a guy that's hurt now, like a Rick Boogs or yeah. a fucking Happy Corbin or a, you know, Mad, you know, Madcap Moss. And you look and you go, so all those guys got to roll the dice? Mm-hmm. All these fucking idiots get it? They all got a chance. Somebody looked at them and said, oh. Yeah, we got to get them up there. Like, we got to give them a, we got to give them a flash in the pan, you know, try it. Well, they got rid of Persia, too. So, I mean, they have essentially abandoned everybody around Indy Hartwell. Oh, yeah. Indy is the last one from the wedding left. Oh. Isn't that weird? And and no offense to Indy, but if you told me that it was going to be Indy, Persia, and Dexter on the chopping block, I would have never have thought Dexter would have been the one. No, no, God, no. I would never have thought that. And I, it, and once again, it goes back to, it looks like in a way that on the main roster, they're trying to steer the ship a little bit back towards, Hey, here's some people that actually look like wrestlers. Right. <laughs> they're right. kind of, they're kind of steering it a little bit more back into that direction. Here's some grown people that look like they know how to lift weights and have a personality and can do something with it. And Dexter really fits that mold. So them firing them. What I, what I'd like to assume it is, is just one of those instances where maybe it's, you know, compounded health issues, which is part of why maybe he's not wrestling as much. Mm. But then the guy also looks like a million bucks. Yeah. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. And hopefully we get the real answer for it soon. But sorry, I wanted to make sure I gave him his time because if I'm going to give it to Sanjana and Paige Prinzinelli, <laughs> then I make sure Dexter gets a shout out. Wrestling Soup will be right back. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Wanted to throw this in here. She did an interview with Chris Van Valet, Ember Moon, where uh, she was oh. airing her frustrations, which talked about why she left the company earlier in the year. Uh, including her order to quote unquote dress sexy. Uh, hmm. Now going by the name of Athena, which was her name before on the independence. She said that yeah. apparently one day at a talent meeting, she was told to dress sexy, something that she didn't appreciate. I was like, I cater to children. I'm not about to wear fishnets and body butt cheek shorts because we had a two hour meeting about how to dress like Mandy Rose. That's not fair. Not everyone is like Mandy. Mandy is a phenomenal person, but not everyone is a Mandy Rose. She mm. noted every, that everything started going downhill when Triple H eventually was gone, and no one was told why he was gone. The powers that be took her off of television for doing nothing wrong, and that hurt her a lot. She said, it's beca- it became where I got so angry. I did nothing wrong. I didn't piss off Vince, but they took away Shotzi, and now I'm off TV. 
Eventually, she was offered a role as, as the WWE Performance Center coach and to teach classes. And she said to them, I'm not coming up here to coach. I'm not doing your PC shows. I was supposed to be here in NXT to be repackaged and be back on the main roster within a year. You took Shotzi away from me. I have nothing to go off of now. I'm going home. Cancel my flights and hotels. If you have no creative for me, I'm not getting on that flight. I'm not doing this anymore or else I will snap either at you or a talent. She also said that before she got on any flight, she had to approve her own creative and that she was the first, uh, it was the first time ever that she pulled that card. I remember thinking I just quit. Now there's two sides to this. Like, I am totally on board with her that the Ember Moon gimmick sucked. I'm sorry, female werewolf never did it for me, okay? With <laughs> her coming yeah. out wearing animal pelts and fucking red contacts and howling at the moon. was That's a, a real low ceiling. Yeah, yeah. That, that was pretty fucking dumb to begin with. And, and when you consider what her character idea was on the indies as Athena, as this fucking uh, empowerment, this female empowerment goddess character, it worked. And it's so weird that WWE wouldn't have adopted that and said, yeah, we like female empowerment characters. You're already, you, you come already pre-built. Fantastic. Go on out there and do your thing. No, instead somebody said, oh, let's make her into a werewolf. Yeah. They take it as some sort of weird personal challenge. (laughs) So fucking dumb. And, and here's the thing though, too. And I think that this, this probably relates and I don't know if I'm getting too psychoanalytical, but. I don't know if she knows this, but Athena is pretty attractive. I understand that she's she's trying to do stuff no for the way. kitties, but if nobody ever told her, she's kind of attractive. She's kind <laughs> of attractive, Joe. I can see why somebody would look at her and say, "Hey, can you can you take off the fox pelts and the fucking bearskin rug?" And whatever crazy fishnet thing that you're doing with your leg there, that half a leg mm. shit you're doing, and maybe every once in a while, you know, dress like you're going to prom. Just, you know. Well, this is also one of those instances where you look at it and you go, this was probably a miscommunication all around by both sides in the sense of they probably didn't communicate with her what they were looking for for the gimmick. And she probably wasn't 100% sure either what it was supposed to be because, you know, as you said, it's kind of a just a bad gimmick all around oh, like by the time like she her was being like shots. i'm for the kids it's like did they ever say to her this is a gimmick for kids i you mean, know what i mean i don't want to sit there and bring up shotzi's past but by the time that she got together with shotzi she was already kind of morphed into this weird post-apocalyptic kind of character anyways like oh, she yeah, was yeah. no longer the same ember moon that was on the main roster so it's right. like her gimmick changed subtly but nobody really knew what it was. It was am- just completely ambiguous Ember Moon. Like the Which name doesn't didn't... help. Right. And she it she was help. working with Shotzi, though. I, I totally agree with her. Because I remember me and you even discussing some of the takeover matches and stuff like that with her and Shotzi. And they were having fun out there. Coming out on the little tank and shit like that. Dude, those girls were fucking were tearing team. it up. They were doing really well together. And yeah, she she had every right to feel a little fucking pissed off when they took Shotzi away and then just fucking took her off a of television right away. I'm like, yeah. I can see that. But her response, I think, was really wrong. I don't think you just take your ball and go home if if the company decides to change waves, you know? Well, it's also 
and this is not to to kind of put this on her because it's funny that Shotzi even got mentioned in there because honest to God, Mish, I forgot that Shotzi even fucking existed. Yeah, she's been off for a bit. And I mean that as somebody who, I mean, I think Shotzi's good. I think Shotzi's good. I think she's very charismatic. She clearly has a, she clearly has her own fucking lane. She has her own look. Sure. I think uh, aesthetically, like I check like that. I see, I go, wow, that girl's really fucking hot. Like, so there's a lot going on there. And I, I forgot she was there, Mm. but this is, this is one of those instances where, you know, WWE and wrestling in general at this point does have this issue where at some points in some ways, the cupboards are filled, but there's nothing to eat. Right. Where sometimes there's so much fucking talent that you're looking around and going, I could do X, Y, Z with this person, that person, and this person, that person, that it's really easy to forget that some of these, uh, you know what I mean? Like it gets pushed to the back. Like that, say, you know, oh, fuck, I had Oreos in there. You forget they're there. They just get pushed to the back because there's too much shit in there. Yeah. And Ember is Ember's really fucking good. Athena, whatever she's going, like yeah, she's yeah. very, very good. Shotzi, I mean, it's funny. That's what it is. It's two very you know, independently talented women that had all cylinders going. And for whatever reason, creative said, you know what? Fuck that. We think it's all Shotzi, no Ember. And now Shotzi ends up being drifting out in the fucking sea. Is she hurt or something? What no, she was kind of repackaged a little bit, and I don't I don't know where she's at right now. I think she's pretty mm. much, you know, floating. Yeah, just- Floating around, yep. just floating in the ether. Well, th- that's it too. Is at some point, you know, somebody like, uh, you know, Athena, Ember, uh, some of these men and women that were people that were on the Indies, they are so attached to the notion of, and it is a little, whatever, it is a little marky too. Let's be real. Where if you go into a job and someone looks at you and says, I, I, I don't know, keep yourself busy. And they pay you four hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Go fucking bang a go bang a stick <laughs> on a wall. Like fuck, you know what I mean? Like I, I know. And I, 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 and I think that's only the normal reaction that you can have as a regular fucking person that's just trying to get by. Yeah. But uh, you know, taking you an uh, example of somebody that's perfect, for, somebody that's actually perfect to draw comparison to the Zember Moon situation, Drew Gulak. Mm. Right. Drew Gulak is re- he's a fucking talented guy. He's entertaining. He's always in tip-top shape. Uh, he's very, very well-liked there. That's just kind of a, a known thing. And Drew Gulak's making fucking – he's making some chang over there. He's, he's doing just fine for himself. And what's one of the last times we saw him on TV? He was getting his shoulder ripped out by Charlotte Flair? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you could say to yourself, oh, that guy's fucking buried. His life is ruined. Like, he must be so this, this, that. And maybe there is a part of him where he looks at it and he goes, Jesus Christ, I've been training to be a pro wrestler for 10, Shit. 15 years at this point. And, Even know, more I'm, recently than that, you'd have to throw Finn Balor's name into the list. Oh, After Balor. NXT, everybody thought Finn was buried, came up, lost a bunch of matches. Finn is buried. Nobody, WWE wants to fire him, blah, blah, blah. What does he do on Monday? He does the fucking the Bullet Club high five with AJ. And it's like. There's been hints online from his Twitter and everything else like that with Bullet Club logos and stuff. Uh, I think don't. I think WWE is going to bring in Bullet Club. Uh, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mish, I don't even know if they can because now, you know, Tony Khan and the New Japan Oh, show they'll and, make their own. Fuck the NJPW. They'll make their own Tony Bullet Khan. Club? Yeah. They'll make their well, own. 
they they tried that with um, Gallows I, and Anderson, who were well. They tried that with the NWO bringing out fucking Big Show, like he was a part of the original core NWO, and we just kind of all went. <laughs> and they brought in who else? Are they bring in? They brought in Booker T and Goldust as part of the NWO, and it's like, yeah, come on, man. man I. I it's funny you, you yeah, mentioned HBK, the Yeah, HBK, thank you, Tro. There's a big one, yeah. Shawn Michaels was part of the NWO. Come on, come on. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But it's it's funny you even mentioned the Bullet Club thing, because I was talking to somebody about this earlier this week. Like, New Japan is still doing the Bullet Club gimmick. And it, it, can this stop? Can <laughs> this fucking stop? I mean, I get it. It's not for me. I'm not a fucking, you know, I'm not a New Japan, you know, viewer. I'm not a New Japan fan. But they've been running the same exact thing now for how long? Well, over it's been a decade, a good yeah. decade, right? At yeah. this point, easy. I easy. mean, when when you're running seven years, that's it. Two, no, two thousand fifteen. I don't know, Brian. No, two thousand fifteen. Yeah, it's got to be longer. No fucking way. It's only been seven years. It's been longer than that. Because you get a 2013, so almost 10 years. Okay. Yeah. Right. So you have to think to yourself, this has now gone on longer than DX and NWO combined. Yeah. Jesus. Move on. <laughs> well, it's not like anybody's going to say anything over there. No, that's true. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, they're not gonna. They're not gonna say. Well, that's it. They're they're not gonna put a fucking bullet in their golden goose. Right. But oh, and uh, maybe by the it's way, not so much of a goose. Who knows? You know. C- congratulations to uh, AEW. The uh, Forbidden Door is uh, pretty much sold out. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and, and I saw that, and you know, I'm not gonna take an opportunity here to give some sort of backhanded compliment. They sold out the show. That's of good. Of course. I, that, that doesn't actually surprise me at all. I expected them to sell out the show. I just don't think that the show is going to do any kind of long range positivity for AEW. Yeah. At all. Yeah, well, well still ultimately, and this is where I will sound like I'm kind of being a dickhead. Uh, the majority of the people that would have bought that pay-per-view are going to be in the building. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like that's that's the audience. That's the diehard audience for this company. Oh, absolutely. And, but that's and what I'm saying still, is, do you think, and this is what I brought up to you before, do you think NJPW people, do you think people in Japan are going to tune in to American television just to watch this? Who knows? And, you, and wow, are, okay. And are there, but and Mish also, are there enough people that they're going to use from the AEW audience that one, they that the new Japan fans overseas haven't already seen in their ranks yeah. or are they people that they're really chomping at the bit to see? I don't They've know. They've already seen Moxley over there, right? right. They've already seen who the, the Bucks a million fucking times. They've said whatever. They've already seen these people. Adam Omega. Page. Omega. Yeah, they've already seen these people. Are they really, and you know, I hate to beat on the guy, but it's true. Are they really sitting there going, oh shit, I better tune in to see fucking Wheeler Yuda? Maybe. I just, I don't know, dude. I don't, think, I don't think so. I just, I'm going to assume not. I think Chicago is one of the stronger markets that they could have for it. I really do. And I, I know people think otherwise, but you have to realize how much international travel comes to Chicago alone, just in general. And I'm not necessarily saying that people are flying from other countries to come here. But for the city overall, we are absolutely a mixed city. There is a spot for everyone in the city. So if you're talking about internationally, should Chicago host something like a Japanese versus American event? Makes perfect sense to me. 
I mean, we have a lot of like the Lucha Libre stuff coming up here. CMLL, AAA used to, to tour here all the time. Like there's a lot of random wrestling that happens in Chicago. Now, overall, Chicago is kind of starved for wrestling. It's it's a really weird... Well, they, they better be because they're getting filled to the brim by AEW right, right. now. Oh, yeah. How no. many times a year are they running in Chicago? And they keep... They, they, they will because other than WWE and literally a handful of promotions around here and only one or two of them that should even get name recognition. There is nothing in Chicago. Chicago was, was devastated before COVID before COVID came in here. Chicago was dying. See, that's so surprising to me because just in my area alone, and obviously Boston is a smaller city than Chicago, uh, you know, physically, right. right. (laughs) A lot of respects. Uh, dude, you, it's very, very hard to run shows around here. This, this area has been burnt the fuck out by indies and WWE obviously still does. Okay. AEW runs a smaller building and they still do pretty, you know, they can sell out here. They do. Okay. They do well. Yeah. But realistically, I mean, you can, you have to put on an indie show that has a lot of name talent for people to leave the house around here. Uh, And maybe Chicago, that's not it. Maybe that's Chicago. I think that's the other way around. I think the, the Indies, I mean, I remember when you guys were talking before about GCW coming to Chicago and stuff like that. And I mean, it's not like shows don't come here, but the frequency when you compare 2010 to 2022 is it's a completely different monster. Like even the promotions that are showing up around Chicago is completely different. That's why I'm saying like, does AEW show up into, into Chicago too much? Not if they keep selling out, right? It, I yeah, I, I suppose. mean, fuck. Yeah. I mean, maybe WWE's done it, and now WWE, like it was brought up earlier too, is they're doing Chicago as well. Yes, absolutely. For the first time in a long time, they're starting to do the United Center on a semi-regular basis. I guess that's the fucking thing because normally they all go out to Rosemont, which is right next to O'Hare. We've talked about that ad nauseum why WWE always went to Rosemont. Plus they don't have to deal with city taxes and any of that bullshit. But now that WWE is getting rid of all their wrestlers and doing all these budget cuts, <laughs> they can afford to go to a fucking United center. So now well, all of a they sudden, always could, changed. they just chose not well, to. It yeah. was an unnecessary expense for them because they figured they could just shove everybody into all state arena. You know, yeah, they so. just, they just make you fucking right. eat the drive or right. eat the train ride. But no, nah, man, it's just, and they do. They just keep selling out, and that's good. And it's good that they'll be able to move tickets there. If they started failing and they started only filling up half the building or less than half the building, I would start agreeing with people that are saying that, you know, it's just too much in Chicago. But, dude, as long as they keep putting up fucking, uh, you know, points on the board. This is Biff Busick. Listen to Wrestling Soup, the greatest podcast on the internet. Even if it doesn't reflect in their ratings, their ratings, they're down this week. After that amazing, fucking amazing Virtuosa versus Mercedes Martinez main event match, dude. I fucking, look, I, I, I snored. I'm sorry. I snored through most of Dynamite this week. But I had to pay attention to the main event. There was no fucking way I wouldn't. I was very interested in seeing these two girls match up for the, the ROH title. And and I was very happy to see Mercedes Martinez fucking win it. 
And it was a good match and it told a good story and it didn't look horribly slop. There were, there were a little bit of slop. There were a little bit of slop. I'll be, I'll be fair. Yeah. But man, I, I just looked at both of them. I'm like, this is as good, if not better than anything WWE has been putting on TV lately. Yeah. You know? Well, and, and this is where, and this is where we kind of have to address the other elephant in the room, which is that no matter how good that can be, and you know, like, that's something you really, really like. But it goes back to the idea of if somebody's flipping through the channels, I know that, you know, know. the casual fan doesn't exist. Oh, and I they're, know. And I they're mean, Hitler and they're the worst fucking human beings in the world or whatever. Yeah. But, like, it's not. Well, if that's, ratings that's don't not, get better, those people are going to need to be shuffled out. That's yeah. the problem. AEW's going to have to switch the fucking gears if they keep losing ratings. Like, I'm not talking about in-house shit. Obviously, in-house are doing fine, but if they keep losing TV ratings, you think you think Turner's not noticing that shit? You think <laughs> Turner doesn't care more than we do, more than fucking AEW fans do? You think yeah. Turner's not paying attention going, hmm, you have all of these great wrestlers and all this positive social media and, and all these people that show up to the events, yet nobody wants to watch this shit at home. What's the problem? Yeah. Well, this is also, and I'm sure, you know... <laughs> I'm sure they'll play the same game that used to get, uh, you know, get played by WWE when Raw started to dip exponentially. They'll go, oh, the people, they're just watching the NBA playoffs. Mm. They're just watching the NHL playoffs. I don't know how to say this any other way. The audience that watches AEW for the most part doesn't give a shit about the NBA and the NHL. Right. right. I mean, that's just, I know I seems like I'm making a very generalized statement there. And I'm sure that there's going to be people that are in the chat or people that hear this, that go, that's not true, but it's like, this is such an, it's a niche audience. It's a niche audience in a way that we can give them all the credit in the world for the sellouts that they have in Chicago. Yeah. We can give them credit for selling out the new Japan show, but you can't ask me to ignore the fact that the same audience that's going, Ha, look, you say New Japan is niche. They sold out this arena in 10 minutes. And then you go, aren't you the same people that said that you don't know who the fuck Bad Bunny is, but Bad Bunny was just selling out arenas and stadiums, right. not just arenas, stadiums. And you were saying, who the fuck is this guy? He must be some sort of niche guy that nobody knows about. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not as impressive when you say, I don't know who this guy is and he sells out, you know, 80,000 seat arenas and for people to, uh, you know, Japanese wrestlers to sell out 10,000, do the math. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just, it it doesn't mean it's for everybody. It doesn't mean it's popular. It means it's just popular enough to do that in one place, in one city. Do you know what I mean? It's, Violent nepotism amongst fans in AEW. The only way you can raise AEW ratings according to those fans is by being blessed in by another AEW fan. (laughs) It's some weird cultural mafioso shit. Like somebody has to take you back and V you in. They have to (laughs) violate you in to the club. You know, it's it's awful. Also, and and this is... Maybe, maybe this is what we got to realize. I think that everybody's just got to kind of come to terms with. There's probably a little over a million 
fans that will casually watch a show like AEW and they will come and go. They'll be there through the, some of the good times. They won't stick around when the, when the shows are boring or meager, <laughs> they won't be there, but that's the audience. Yeah. I don't know. You know what? Maybe I'll have to eat my fucking foot in a year. Maybe I will. I, maybe well, I will. Let's hope so. But, that's what we want. We want the shows to all get better. But it, right. you can't make anything better unless you acknowledge what's wrong. But but let me ask you, do you think that we'll be back on this time in the year 2023 and I'll be saying to you, the ratings for Dynamite have gone up 300,000 people a show. Even. No, actually, no. there's another piece of news that I have that's probably probably a coffin nail when it comes to the ratings because TBS right now is surveying AEW fans on a new show name. So people that are subscribed with the Warner Media ringleader subscribers, they've been given several names in contention for the show. This show is described as, quote, ushering in a new behind-the-scenes wrestling series like no other. <sighs> Sound familiar? A- the show, but mission. Every episode is- tracks the core cast on the road at <laughs> AEW. <Core> <laughs> As they try to hold on to the titles they have or win back the ones they've lost. They all hope to walk away as champions, but there aren't enough belts for everybody. Heroes will rise. Give them time. Villains will fall and champions will be crowned. And with more access, more star talent and more drama than ever before, we'll see it all through the eyes of the biggest names in the company. So it's another show. So you have Dark, Dark Elevation, Dynamite, Rampage, <laughs> and now you have AEW Friends and Enemies. Oh, God. That's what they want to name the show. Well, that, well no, that here's the name. Here, here's the names. Friends and Enemies, Fight mm-hmm. to the Finish, To the Mat, To the Top, Road to the Belt, Breakout, Grit and Glory, All Access, The Climb, On the, road, uh, on the Ropes, and Uprise. Oh man. Oh man. So there's that's just, five shows. That's five shows. That's not good. And this that's is this is good. coming out of, of TBS. So so it's weird because Turner thinks that the solution is that people just haven't seen AEW yet. So let's <laughs> make sure that there's AEW on every day of the week. Yeah. By the by the way, they're running ads speaking of the NBA finals, the NBA playoffs. They've been running AEW ads during the NBA playoffs. Of course they have. Them during the games. Yeah. yeah. Sure like fun. in the middle of the games, they're mentioning AEW. They're posting pictures of the guys. They're saying, hey, look at this. And by the way, they're not really having anybody they can specifically reference there either, which that doesn't help. Right. They're not sitting there. What can they say? Hey, you guys going to tune in and watch Sting? Well, that's kind of the thing, too, is and and Steve brings it up perfectly from the alleged wrestling podcast. He says it's almost as if they're going after casual fans. Oh, no, no, (laughs) not them. Not the monsters. Yeah. Not the devil monsters that watch the sports ball. Uh, (laughs) Not not those evil normies that are going to come in here and demand the show be interesting to something other than somebody who reads this shit like it's fucking... Yeah. You know, Tolkien, like it's, it's crazy, man. It's fucking nuts. And 
like I said, I really highly doubt we're going to be on this show a year from now saying AEW ratings have gone up, you know, three, four, five hundred thousand, you know, per show. Yeah. And somebody could say, well, that's, you know, well, of course not. That's unreasonable or whatever it might be. Well, there has to be some growth, right? What's the point of any of it? We've there spent- better be growth because they're still in the infancy of their company. I know yeah. that a lot of the AEW diehards like to sit there and talk about how amazing their growth is in comparison to WWE. But they always seem to omit the fact that if you're not growing at year four or year five of the company, then your company is doomed. That's yeah. literally the, when you stop, when you stop growing, that's what you're stuck with. And I'll, I'll be honest, seeing things like their ratings tanking this week and seeing things like it, it's cooling off. It's cooling off as far as the TV mm-hmm. stuff goes. Now, easily the in-ring product, the the in-home product, you know, the, the, the hometown product is still doing very well. There's still people that are willing to go out on a Friday night or, or a Wednesday and fucking watch this shit live. And that's yeah. great. That's, that's another part of the business that needs to fucking grow too, is more, more people wanting to physically get out of their chairs <laughs> and go places. That's a fantastic, but it's, it's an all around thing. It's, it's, you, you can't just ignore one side of things and, and throw money into that and expect that the other half of the fucking cancer will, will keep you float, you know? Well, the, the, and this is a, a turn of the century thing really. And you can somewhat blame WCW for this, but you can predominantly blame attitude era WWF for this. You can make entertaining shows yeah. that don't have to be television centric shows, right? They don't have to be, TV centric. And that's kind of what all wrestling has become now, top to bottom. It's got to be something that's packaged directly like a TV show and it has to fit into a box and it has to be this exact thing. And realistically, isn't this kind of what almost chased people away in, by the millions where it went from being something that was kind of like a violent you know, soap opera that happened to have some occasional promos and conversations to becoming, you know, a, a bunch of people's dream diaries. Like, yeah. it, wasn't that when it started to rapidly fucking shit the bed when it became Triple H coming out for a half an hour? Just like, watch me. I'm going to go get heat for the first 25 minutes of a two hour long show. Mm. And people were going, am I really leaving the house on a Monday night to watch a guy talk for 25 minutes? And the premise is I don't like him. Like right. the whole point of it is I'm supposed to go watch somebody I don't like talk for 25 minutes. Right. And that's because this has gone on for so long. Everybody just assumes that's that's just the way it's done. Right. That's how it's done. Bad habits are being repeated because it's been proven that it doesn't affect the audience one way or another. So they can waste time, waste money and get away with doing less instead of more. You know, so yeah. that's, well, that's that's it. it. And Austin said he goes, now we get 25 minute long Seth Rollins promos. And by the way, to just to to alleviate that problem or anybody's, you know, uh, boredom with that. Well, we'll just add a whole other hour on. The oh, show. well, I thought you were just going to say have him wear wacky suits. Oh, yes. Which is yeah, that's the solution to that. Hey, that's look, we know that the Seth promo is boring, guys. But did you check out his wacky suit? Yeah. <laughs> But we could tell you one thing. The guy doesn't know how to dress himself. Isn't that crazy? 
I like uh, the idea that wrestling now has run. They've just run out of ideas so badly that they just dress like the guy that used to do. What was that guy's name? Matthew Lasky. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember the free money guy? Is I'm free money. He looked like they the fucking Riddler. Yeah. Yeah. The fucking Riddler. <laughs> Seth, Seth Rollins is, is a free money guy. She's like, did you know that you can just become a pro wrestler and they'll just give you money for free? He's just going to give people secret codes to get into WWE events for free. You don't have to pay for the next Raw. Have the government do it. The government tickets are free. <laughs> They put the fucking yeah. Then they give him the title. Oh look, I got the title for free, for free. Oh, uh, you know, speaking of fucking uh, twenty-five minute long talk segments and oh. reality TV, Nikki Bella has a uh, new show that she's going to be hosting uh, in the upcoming Bamageddon show for USA, oh, which no. is apparently a a new celebrity game show featuring Blake Shelton and Carson Daly. Uh, it's uh. <laughs> so it's wait, wait. Carson Daly yes. is doing a reality show with Nikki Bella. Yes. Just here's here's the let let it go, guys. Let it let it go. The Move synopsis, on with your lives. The synopsis reads In each episode, two celebrities will play a unique set of five games in a bar. To win a much-needed prize for a viral internet sensation, each has chosen to support. Plucked from obscurity following their epic misadventures on the internet, these now infamous stars find themselves at Old Red, hoping to be redeemed. The competition (laughs) heats up when the losing rival of each round has a chance to even the score by spinning the wheel and making the deal. A risky move with hilarious consequences. Sheldon and Carson Daly will offer words of encouragement and heckling, of course, to their celebrity friends. And on occasion, they might even step in to show off their skills and play a game or two. Ultimately, the winning team takes home a prize that the losing celebrity must accept the shame of defeat. But this (sighs) is Bamageddon. Even if they did not win, <laughs> at least they had a ton of fun trying. Ah, uh, because that's what matters is the fun. That's really the point. You know what? I think that they should just make a new TV show and it should just be called Indentured Servitude. I got it. And it's where has been celebrities get to spit in your face. And if they and if you put up with it long enough, they'll pay your student loan bills. Oh, that's not bad. I watched that. You I know, think that would be good. Instead of spinning the wheel, maybe they could get like one of those old cowboy six shooters, put one bullet in it, and spin that. <laughs> I think I would enjoy watching that show a lot more. And instead of giving it to you know the contestants, maybe the contestants can hold it around Nikki Bella. Carson Daly and Shelton, whatever the other guys. Yeah, well, you know what? Just just because you know Russia's bad, oh. we can change the roulette. We don't we don't call it Russian roulette. You yeah. know, we call it Ukraine roulette. Communist you know, in roulette su- in support. In oh. support. And now, Dr. Brian Wright reads shit takes from wrestling fans on social media. 
this time, this comes from a very special person in the soup community. He is a close personal friend of the show. A Mr. Ryback. It's so crazy how many people are okay with a psycho billionaire toying with innocent people's lives and whoring out a human circus, but can't stand the actual truth of the man's psychological weakness. 48 laws of power. Your clock is ticking, old man. You take nothing with you. Like most promoters has an insatiable... Vince McMahon, like most promoters, has an insatiable urge to have control. He had no control watching his mom get beat up as a child, which is a horrendous thing for a kid. Witness as a whore mom tries to make ends meet. Vince has failed to evolve. Fuck you, old man. Catch more shit takes by Brian Wright on WrestlingSoup.com. Uh, you know who's actually doing that plug was Ryback's inner child screaming ah. for attention. That's what it was. That's so wow. fucking harsh, man. Like, well, no, he's just he's a piece of shit. I mean, can we just agree that Ryback is just truly just a absolute fucking loser? I mean, that guy is a textbook definition <sighs> of a shitbag loser that realized that he pissed away millions of dollars because he had a big ego and he thought he was too important. And now he's sitting around in a house, probably with a mortgage he can't afford because he got the big house thinking he was going to be big, big wrestling star. And now guess what? He's angry and he's bitter and he's upset because he thought that the industry was going to chase him down. Like he was Molly Ringwald in the eighties. When realistically, he's more at this point like Paris Screech. Hilton. Oh, Screech. Oh, no, no, that's good. Actually, yeah, he's more <laughs> like Screech. And by the way, his career resembles Screech currently. Mm. So it's, and deservingly so. I mean, dude, Vince McMahon is far from perfect. We all know this. We all know he's a, a, a shitty, he's not a shitty guy, but he's done a, enough shitty things to put himself into that category. But When you start saying things like the reason why he tries to lord over people is because his whore mother. It's like, shut up. That's just such a rotten asshole, nasty thing to say for no fucking reason. It's not trying to be funny. It's not trying to be clever. Ryback's just garbage. He's just complete fucking garbage. I just don't understand how he could go to that because – I mean, when you really look at the case of a guy like Ryback, when he left the company, he really should have been loved. He really should have been loved. He should have been in demand. And dude, even when we read the stupid book, when we read those articles in the book, people laughed and genuinely bought his fucking book and told us that they bought his book because of our stupid ass reading. Like people wanted to like Ryback. And then he started doing the podcast and then social media started doing some stupid shit with them. Like I, I don't know. It, it, it's got to be. It's got to be that disease of just realizing what he lost has made him bitter. Because initially, be dude, he wasn't a bitter guy. Like I know what CM Punk said. Everybody does. But fucking Ryback did not come off when he. And I'm I'm prefacing this when he first left. Nobody thought he was going to end up being a bitter asshole. I genuinely thought he was going to end up an impact and work there for a couple of years or something like that. I didn't know where he was going to go. I expected him to be active. I expected him to do more shit. I think that if Ryback 
continued to learn and went on the indies and started, you know, honing his craft and getting better at it, WWE would have called him back, don't you think? Yeah, he didn't want to work that hard. That's the reality of it. He didn't want to work that hard. He's the epitome of the guy that walks around calling people entitled when he himself is like the textbook fucking definition of it. Yeah. I went to a company. I learned to do my six moves. I should be a millionaire forever. Like, ugh. Ugh. (laughs) What an absolute fucking cringe. Just a complete cringe factory. Mm. And there is a point, like I said, nobody should sit here and talk about Vince McMahon and be like, no, Vince is great. Right. Vince has done everything Vince has done in his life was commendable and awesome. And he's never hurt people and he's never facilitated horrible things. You'd be lying to say all of those things. He has for sure. But to then sit there and to be like the reason why people get fired in his company is because he thinks about his mother being abused. It's like, you're a sicko. You're a sick fuck. Yeah. At that point, you're fucking sick in the head. You're presuming some pretty dark civilian level shit, you know? Yeah, so. that's that's pretty fucked up. And maybe you could sit there and say there's been points in anybody's life where they might go to that level of dark, but it's only because something is really, really wrong with them. Like there's something clearly right now that's very, very wrong with him. So. Yeah, it's probably depression. You um, know what? Maybe he needs more water. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> Or colors. Maybe he needs more colors. Maybe he needs more water and colors in his room and whatever it might be. Maybe he needs to read his own self-help book. But uh, all right, let's get ready to get out of here. Much love to everybody hanging out with us in the Discord. Make sure you guys subscribe to us on on Spreaker, iHeart, iTunes, Spotify. Check us out on YouTube. Much love to DJ who's been fucking really just hammering in some of this stuff home. Fantastic help. Uh, Much love to the Comic Crusaders. We'll talk about them in a little bit as well. Uh, much love to the alleged wrestling podcast. Actually, and uh, the boys at alleged wrestling podcast sent me a care package from Ooh. Ireland, and oh, I, I have the stuff. We've it was uh, Tato chips. The one thing that I think myself and Tink were and like, I want to do a full review. I want to go on their show and talk to them about this shit. But I gotta say something. Tato brand Tato chips or crisps <laughs> are probably the best fucking potato chip I've ever had. Wow. Dude, I, I don't know. I mean, we got Lay's. Chicago's is, is a Lay's town, right? Yeah, yeah. But Irish people know their potatoes. Listen to the Alleged Wrestling Podcast every Friday live at 2.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And check out their gaming streams on Twitch. Subscribe to the Alleged Wrestling Podcast on WrestlingSoup.com. Tato brand Tato chips or crisps <laughs> are probably the best fucking potato chip I've ever had. You're welcome, Ireland. Uh, Irish people know their potatoes. They do. Brave hot takes. Well, now Here I found out after talking to them, there's other flavors. Oh shit! There's other flavors. Is I'm there, gonna is, I'm gonna have to do I, some kind of bartering with these people. <laughs> this this flavor is called Catholic guilt. Mm, 
this one is oh, it's Catholic very guilt potatoes. Catholic guilt chips. It's just it's just salt, but all the salt comes from tears, tears See, of orphans. You, what you do is you eat them, and then afterwards you feel real bad because you're fat. You go, I had too many of these crisps. Because I know about remember the pa- potato diet that that New oh, Zealand guy yeah. had. He weighed six hundred pounds, and all he did was eat potatoes. As much potatoes as he wanted, but only potatoes. Like any type of potato, but it had to be potatoes. And he yeah. lost like 500 pounds from eating potatoes in two years. <laughs> That's all he did. That's all he did. He took vitamins and ate potatoes and drank water. So, did, like, he all, didn't move. He didn't go walk. He didn't. I think he just, no, he, he didn't even do a lot of exercise, he said. Because he was immobile. When he started well, no the potato shit. diet, he was completely mean. fucking immobile. And then he lost all the weight and then just did basic walking and shit. But no, I remember watching that video and it blew my mind because I'm like, technically, couldn't somebody do that with anything? Like, couldn't you just well, eat yeah. beets and just take vitamins and just eat beets for fucking two years straight? Well, there's like a all pizza diet. Wait, but, but you know what, though? You could also – you're probably going to die. Like, you need to eat <laughs> – <laughs> like, there needs to be some balance in your diet. Like, yeah. that's – that's why even, you know, I have friends that have had like huge success with keto and they're like, yeah, I've really been successful of it. I'm like, yeah, well, if you starve your body of certain right. things, then the reaction is going to be for it to shed weight. I've seen what people take the vitamin is Once diet. you shed the weight is figure out how to like maintain a healthy body weight while still occasionally eating an English muffin, you know. But that's what I've seen, though, too, is I've seen people do the vitamin diet where all they do is just eat pills. And they'll do it for like five, six months straight. And they get all the nutrients they want from the pills and their body burns the fat for energy. You know? I mean, I have a pretty good, I have a very strong vitamin regimen and I've lost a lot of weight over the past, whatever, five, six months. But that's also because I'm exercising every day and I'm focusing on what I'm eating and I'm still kind of eating. I still eating a little loosey goosey, but I exercise enough that it kind of, helps just compared to you know sitting around and doing fucking nothing which mm. is what i was doing during covid so that does you know work out for you but yeah i mean if you're vitamin deficient and you're not getting what your body needs then that's going to fuck you up yeah. which is why you know the majority of what i would tell most people to do or at least what's worked for me where it's just like fiber protein water 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 hydrate electrolytes and it's kind of it. That's worked for me. And it, try to keep it between whatever, 15,000 to 20,000 steps a day. And your body will feel better. At least for me, that's worked. So that's the, that's the ways about it. Or maybe just potatoes. Maybe Everybody's got a way, potatoes. it seems. <laughs> yeah, you just got to figure out. No, I actually right. so, lost weight during COVID. I really oh, did. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I explained that too. is because I started making my own food. I wasn't eating any fast food anymore. Everything was homemade and it wasn't a lot. Like, I, I don't know. When I, was by my, when I was by myself, I didn't eat very much. Maybe it was depression. I don't fucking know. <laughs> well, it could, it could be a mix of that or what it can be sometimes is you end up eating socially. Oh, yeah. A lot of the times you end up yeah. eating socially. And that, that is how the meals are. It's like we always talk and shit over there. Like, dinner time was family time. So, yeah. See now, dude. I'm. I for whatever reason, what did it was around five o'clock or something. I had chicken with some vegetables and rice, and now I'm fucking starving again. Yeah, I'm so fucking hungry. I don't know why. 
Uh, All right. Well, all right. much love. Gonna, yeah. Tired tomato here. Yeah. No, much love. Let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, is there any way we could do a Frank and Gus tomorrow? Uh, get at me tomorrow. I'll see what's going on. Okay. I should be home around uh, 2.30-ish. I okay. shouldn't be out too late. All right, cool. I got to do some – I got some math shit I got to I, I know. So. You got a lot. That's why I just figured like a quick one. We can do the shit box basically, a Frank and Gus oh, yeah, shit yeah, box. Yeah. Uh, if you guys haven't uh, you know, left a voicemail on the shit box, feel free You know, because obviously we'll answer them and shit like that tomorrow. And then uh, Friday night – I will work diligently on the uh, second recap episode because I want to do SmackDown, and I think I can. I think I can bang that out and have it as a ten-minute episode too. So I think that'll be yeah, neat. Yes. Maybe I'll even throw on some more Doctor Brian Wright. Oh yes. But. No, no one's going to say anything stupid. Oh yeah. Nobody else. No, definitely not. Yeah. Certainly not in the next twenty-four hours. And there you go, Sean. Put it up. There's the link for the shit box. Uh, speakpipe.com forward slash wrestling soup. Go ahead. Yay. Go ahead. Fucking dare you. Fucking dare you. <laughs> All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. And of course, tomorrow as well is the alleged wrestling podcast. Much love to Yuck Nasty and Dogger Baby. And uh, yeah, who else? Oh, of course, Garden of Doom, Hammerlock, Hangover. Much love to Kevin Castle. will be doing a show by himself today. No tries because she's still on her honeymoon. Uh, check out the one year anniversary of Castle and Chicky. That just went live too. So that went live yesterday. But yeah, fifty-two episodes. They've they've gotten through their very first year together with a lot of talk about movies and you know all the fucking drama that happens in New York City. So good shit there. And uh, yeah, peace, much love, Prince Paris. Wow, and soup, motherfucker.